definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Friday. Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I am Choice Woodman, Lucas White across the way taking care of us. You may also join us. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, uh, whatever you want to bring in. It's welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We can get a little loosey and goosey. It's Friday. And uh, we can talk about what you want to talk about. Y'all bring it in on the chat line because, I mean, we're in amid a bye week for tech football. Basketball is on the horizon. Uh, whatever you want to get into, we can uh, get into today. So y'all bring that in on the chat line. We'll definitely talk some World Series as uh, Los Rangers are at home for the World Series. I'm trying to remember. Um did the Rangers have world have home field advantage in either of the previous two World Series? Um, Definitely not in, in St. Louis because it finished. Well, I say that. It didn't finish in Arlington, right? I think it did. Did it? That hurts. Because Game 7 was... I thought Game 7 was in St. Louis. Game 6 was the one... Was in Arlington where Nelson Cruz botched it. So I guess if Game 6 was in Arlington, then Game 7 would have had to be. Have we always had this 2-3-2? Two, two no, I think it has changed over the years. Yeah, because it used to be 2-2-1-1-1, two, two, one, 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 if I remember correct. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing already to start things off. Right, game one, Bush Stadium. Game two, so Bush they had, Stadium. They had home field advantage. Game three, Arlington. Game four, Arlington. Arlington. Game five, Arlington. Six, seven, Bush Stadium. I feel like I remember. So were the Rangers up in game five? I thought that was a game six where. Nelly about closed it out. I don't know. It's all sad to me. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think the Rangers have had home field advantage in either of the previous World Series. So, see if they can take advantage here. They've <laughs> been mean, okay. They've been uh, road had warriors. To do this. I didn't mean oh to. I, I didn't mean to make you dip already oh. into it. All right. What am I bringing up? Bad memory. Lance Lynn came on to pitch for the Cardinals at the top of the seventh. Son of a gun. Beltre and Cruz hit back-to-back home runs. Okay. Kinsler added his second RBI later in the inning to make the score seven-four Rangers. Oh man, why are we reliving this? On well, it's your day? fault. It is my fault. Um, Alan Craig, who replaced Matt Holiday, hit a home run to bring him within two. What is a Matt Alan Craig? Neftali Feliz entered the game in the bottom of the ninth to deliver the Rangers their first ever World Series championship after striking out 
is it Therio or Theriot? I've forgotten. I think it's Therio. Feliz faced Albert Pujols, facing <laughs> possibly his last at-bat as a Cardinal. Pujols. Belu, uh, Pujols hit Feliz's pitch into left for a double. Felice walked Lance Berkman to put the tying run on first. Yeah, why are we blaming Nelson Cruz for all this? Feliz wasn't perfect. Uh, David Freeze, and you know the rest. <sighs> I never want to hear that name again. David freaking Way to go, Freeze. man. Way to start us off. I'm just trying to exercise demons. Uh-huh. That's what we're trying to do. They're they're playing shape. The demons don't need any exercise. They don't need any exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the most hacks saying ever. My demons are are in plenty of shape. They, they don't need any exercising. They are. They're running around all over the place. <laughs> that sounds. Very they can much do like any Iron Man face. triathlon. They can do whatever you ask. That's funny. My demons are my demons are worked out. They're worked out plenty. Do you like my picture of chicken yesterday? Chicken. Uh, Wait, so you were over at the thing? Um, I was in the middle of... I, I saw your wife and fam. Well, I was bus driver hacks big time yesterday. Okay. So, picked up boy, girl, brought back after uh, an afternoon bite, boy, girl. Boy gets with mom and little girl. Then I have to take big girl to. I don't think you can call her that. <laughs> All right, firstborn girl. You can't see um, your dad. Yeah. To her babysitting gig, come back, and then event someplace around that. I I saw the two chickens. chickens. Uh, there were these inflatable chicken outfits these kids were in that were it's jumping around and just made me laugh, <laughs> especially from a distance while they're. Running from that's why I, I love when little kids in costumes uh run, it's just hilarious. Like going back to the kid in the scream outfit, yeah, from a distance, it looks like the kid off screen when really that kid's about this tall, right? Just you know, up to my waist, maybe. Um, but the chickens running was quite hilarious because they're they're probably twice the size of the kids, the outfits, the inflatable <laughs> outfits, and yeah. the heads just bouncing around, you know, and everything in the wind. And uh, I got a kick out of the chicken. So, but I heard you were there. I was there for a little bit. I had to. Uh, take How about it. the crowd? That big old crowd. Oh my gosh, dude! The the cars. Kids love their candy, man. I know, but the cars, like, because again, I was trying to oh, weave in and out of it several times. Um, almost, I'd say three quarters the way to eighty second. Yeah, the cars were lined up trying to get there. Yeesh. On Upland. So, yeah. but man, you couldn't have had a better night for it. It was, oh, it was gorgeous. gorgeous. Got chilly overnight. Got a little chill in the air. As uh, we get As closer. Choice what happened last night during the game. What happened last night during the game? I don't remember. <clears throat> so, you remember we were talking about how uh, volleyball is not a contact sport, and Lucas invited me to uh, volleyball. I didn't. God, you're busy. I didn't contact. I know I am. I didn't contact anybody personally, but you had a killer spike that hit a woman. Well, I had a Greg Fokker moment. Yes, <laughs> you got to spike those fucker. It wasn't a spike; it was a serve. And as you know about me, I don't do anything soft. I don't. I go hard at everything. Thumper. I mean, I I, I smack serves fairly fairly hard. 
There was one that was was pretty good. This girl with glasses, I mean, just smokes her. Just right in the face. And I felt bad. But then I got mad at the ref. (laughs) Oh, we got to get that when we come before headlines. We got to get that. I mean, we buried the lead here, Lucas. You should have said something right off the top. The ref screwed it up. Come on. Refs are always against choice. They always are. I don't get it. But I'm always pro ref. Did you break her glasses? No, okay, didn't break good. her glasses, but she had this giant red spot on her face afterwards. Spalding tattoo. Oh, I felt bad. But we did win, so that was good. It's the end of the bench. We have some headlines for you. Coming up next on 100.7 Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time for a few headlines. What you need to know, part of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, yours from the First United Bank studio. Looks wide across the way. Taking care of us to uh, wrap up the story. The uh, ref on the play where I smoked the girl in the Uh face uh, had an inadvertent whistle. So the point didn't count. We had to read. read Now, we did win as a whole, so that was that was good. And Hax, I thought this team was going to uh, split up before the game was over. <laughs> they were at each other's throats by the end of it. I mean, it was uh it looked like they might get in a fight with each other. So, it was uh it's quite the experience. They won game 1 pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, pretty handily. They were feeling pretty good about themselves and cheering and doing some weird things. And then uh, second set, we won pretty handily ourselves. Like 20, 25. 25-9, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the third set it was when they started yelling at <laughs> each started, other. Some of those like, stop talking like to each other. It's, it's quite entertaining. It's quite the show out there. A uh, little team chemistry issue. You need to go on a retreat night. or, I don't know, have some ice cream. They all had shirts that had their names on it and one said sub <laughs> yeah, everybody has a shirt like these, these made of shirts and then one of them says sub <laughs> it's like, i told lucas i'm not coming back until you get me a shirt that says sub, sub. this is the sub guy all right there's your volleyball story for the day um we got lots of sports actually happening this weekend. And we'll start with high school football, which is what we've got on our, our airwaves tonight. Um, <clears throat> Friendship and Odessa High will square off. This one's at Friendship at 6.30. Big one for uh, Friendship and playoff implications. So they need to uh, get this one. Odessa's been a good team this year. They got that giant tight end that uh, decommitted from Tech. Carry on. Yeah, Ivan carry on. Uh, but it's a 6.30 Coverage start time and that one on Double T 97.3. Lubbock Cooper here on 100.7. The score is up north at Tascosa. You can find that one at 6.30 on 100.7. The score also at 6.30 on 107.7. Yes, FM. Monterey and Coronado going at it in a crosstown rivalry there. You can find that one. All three of those starting at 6.30 and uh, kickoffs at 7 o'clock. Once again, Friendship, Double T, Cooper, 100.7, the score, Monterey, Coronado on 107.7, Yes, FM. And then close it all down with Friday Night Live tonight on Double T, 97.3, following the Friendship game. They'll get you caught up on all of the area scores as those games go final. 
Uh, World Series is tonight. Texas Rangers, Arizona Diamondbacks. That will be a uh, 7.03 first pitch from Arlington. You'll be able to listen to that game. Listen in. Sunny 97.7. Due to friendship being on Double T, we'll have Rangers on Sunny 97.7. The majority of the games will be on Double T 97.3 after that, but this particular one will we'll hold on sunny for you. So 97.7, make sure to tune that in tonight for World Series Game 1. NBA, Spurs beat or Spurs and the Rockets, pardon me. I've already, you know, foreshadowing what's going to happen. Spurs beat the Rockets. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, Mavericks play against the Nets at 7.30 as the Mavs are back home after opening on the road. Stars lost to the Maple Leafs for their first non-overtime loss of the year. Four one. Did you just have a chill? Itch. Okay, it looked like a little, little yeah chill itch. there. Uh, and the Big Twelve Back Soccer itch. Awards cleaned up by the Red Raiders. Not much of a surprise for the uh, the best team in the league standings wise to get a lot on the uh, on the awards. But actually, we got four of the postseason individual awards. For Texas Tech, that's Hannah Anderson, Defender of the Year. Madison White, Goalkeeper of the Year. Freshman of the Year goes to Sam Courtright. And uh, Tom Stone picks up Coach of the Year, which is his first. I didn't realize he had never been Coach of the Year in the league. So congrats to Stone, all those players. Uh, All Big 12 first team, Madison White. Goalkeeper, Macy Blackburn, despite the injury. Uh, First team, All Big 12, Hannah Anderson. First team, All Big 12, Sam Courtright. First team All Big 12 and uh, Ashley Williams. First team All Big 12 as well. Uh, Alex Kerr got second team All Big 12. And of course, uh, Court Wright also on the All Big 12 freshman team. So good stuff there for uh, for all of those Red Raiders as they prep to play on Monday night in the Big 12 tournament. Actually, I don't know if it's Monday night. You know when the uh, when the Red Raiders would play on Monday? I have not looked into it yet. Okay, nope. I'm looking for the. I can't find the the bracket right now, but you can winner of um, uh, Cincy and you can s- sort of pencil in November 10th for NCAA at John Walker Soccer Complex. Sort of pencil it in. Well, there's a couple of days. Like it could go oh, like okay. a nine or eleven or something so like that. It's around, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, I was about to say, you can write it in pen that you're going to be playing at home. You can write that in pen, but yeah, this you is just not don't about the date. Okay. This is not about the Red Raiders having to travel right. the season they've had. I mean, it, you could lose immediately in the Big yeah. Twelve tournament. Won't have any yeah. effect on that. Um, so match one is Baylor Cincinnati. OSU OU seven ten matchup. Those are the two that are on uh, tomorrow, and then Tech will play the match one winner Baylor Cincinnati at two o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. So we'll have some afternoon soccer. I would look for the tenth. The tenth. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot going on there. I mean, you're opening up your women's basketball campaign. You're opening up your men's basketball campaign on the eighth. Yeah, women's uh, seventh. Volleyball, I think, is nine ten, maybe somewhere around there. So it's gonna be a busy week. It's gonna be very busy. And uh tomorrow, 
cross country will uh, run in the Big 12 championships. Women's team's pretty good this year. Um, may have potential for the individual title winner in uh, Juliet Cherubit, I believe is how you say her name. You know? No clue. <laughs> okay. I believe it's Cherubit, but I have not been officially told. That's what we do. With new athletes around here, we guess at it for a month or two, and then someone finally asks the athlete themselves, and it's like, man, Samsonite was way off. You can hit us up. The thoughts, the comments, questions. All welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, just tuned in, so I might have missed it. Are we thinking Tech will pull out the W this weekend? <laughs> yep. Oh, sorry. I think now I'm laughing at it, but they may actually be talking about basketball. So that's then there's an actual legitimacy to the question. Uh, I, I doubt like if Vegas were putting odds on it, I would guess A&M would be the favorite. And that's that's a team that's a top 20 team in the yeah. country, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I would guess would the Aggies the are, favorite. are the favorite. What's the and you and I won't be there, so everything we hear off this basketball game is going to be hearsay from coaches or anybody that witnessed it. So what what is successful on Saturday? I know a win loss doesn't matter that much. I mean, if you go there and win, it's it'll open some eyes. But at the same time, it's an exhibition game, so coaches are working on rotations and, and figuring some things out. It's a little more than a scrimmage, but not much. And coach, I think McCaslin said just that. Um, he's like, we're going to be working on some stuff, some rotations. That, but when it gets down the stretch, we're going to try to go win this game. He said we're going to try to win it. So it's, it's still in that category of trying to simulate a game. So what are we looking for? I mean, what what is successful? Is a ten point game successful here? I mean, I, I don't even know what uh, to look for. No, I you're just going out there trying to figure things out before you have to do it for real. Um, they'll try a bunch of different things, but uh, you know, they there's been a lot more reporting on these secret scrimmages and some of the scores, mm-hmm. and some of them have been jaw dropping, like Texas getting whooped in one of them. Yeah, um, who was it against again? I can't even remember. Minnesota lost by like forty to Colorado State in a secret scrimmage. Yeah, Colorado State over uh, Minnesota. So you want to go out there and and just see what Grant McCaslin's been talking about. They were the slowest on offense last year in the country or close to it. He says they're going to play faster. We'll see if he does against real competition. Yeah. We'll see if he does play a little bit faster. That's what I'm going to be looking for is tempo and chemistry. There's also yeah. one rule change in college basketball or rule adjustments that I think is going to have a huge effect on – the Big 12 in particular. I want to get into that in just a moment. We will talk a little football, get some more of your thoughts from the chat line, and uh, look at the calendar. All that coming up. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy Friday, y'all. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton. Joining you from the First United Bank studio. Keep the uh, thoughts, commentary, questions, whatever you got, bring it in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Good participation so far there. We'll uh, return to some of that. Talk some Rangers here as well. 
Uh, Bullfighter says, does Haximus want a World Series shirt or hat from Ranger Stadium? If it's not crazy expensive, I'll get him one. That's okay, Bullfighter. I appreciate it. <laughs> the See, my wife is very much uh, captured in the moment of things, and she will want to buy stuff with World Series insignia, all, all of that. If you wait a few months on these things, you can get something with a World Series logo on it for half price pretty quick. I mean, like it, it doesn't take that long. Start of next season, you're going to be able to get stuff. And it's, I don't know. People want to wear it now, so I get it, but same time, I, I can... I can get that souvenir another time. Mm-hmm. Just my take. I know it's not necessarily the popular. So um, I didn't see this last night, but Baker threw one well, 63 yards into the end zone and almost hit the guy straight in the chest. And he didn't see it coming. Did you see this? No. Wait, was this the, uh, the Hail, uh, Mary. Hail Mary at the end? No, I, I read about it. I had never seen the, the video, though. I didn't Chris watch Godwin. any of the game last night. I mean, yeah, I saw the Godwin memes right by his right foot. Yeah, like I saw like blind people memes for Godwin Mm -hmm. and and all that, but I didn't. Baker throws it a long way, boy. Jeez, he's got a cannon, sixty-five yards probably. Yeah, and and he just gets kind of twisted up. I mean, it's not like it was easy. I mean, he's dealing with a defender, and he turns around. By the time he turns around, it almost hit him right in the head. It's crazy. Dropped right by his right foot. Uh, this from the chat line. Does Choi swing like Charles Barkley? No. That's me. But no. It's not that ugly. I hump the golf ball more than I should, but not not quite to uh, Charles Barkley level. Uh, so Choi's golf's like Javier pitches, slow and smooth. Wonder if the D-backs will be able to take a game in Arlington something which only the Astros have been able to do this postseason. Prediction for the series is Rangers in six. Diamondbacks will win one in Arlington. Rangers will win a game in Arizona and will close them out in Arlington. That's kind of, If I was to outline it, I would say Rangers win both in Arlington Diamondbacks win two in Arizona. Rangers get one in Arizona and close it out in, in Arlington in the sixth. That that's how I'd, I think Rangers sweep in Arlington. Diamondbacks get two out of three in Phoenix. And part of this is uh, your pitching, the, the starting pitching. Feel very confident when you got Valdi on the mound and yep. you got Montgomery on the mound. And you'll throw them one two this weekend, because the the defense. I mean, Valdi Monte could lead you to the promised land. You got a really good shot. I mean, they're going to pitch twice in this World Series. They'll they'll give you opportunity. So we'll see what happens. Um, this one, did y'all see the list of umps slated for the World Series? Out of ninety two, like eighty percent were ranked above fifty. Why don't the top-rated umps get to do the World Series? I did see that. I, I saw the list um, and their rankings, and I think it's their balls and strikes rankings is what it goes off of, So, or what, what that re- list was. Um, so I don't know, Hacks, if there's like a rotation on turns and all that. I know you have to be good to get in the World Series or supposed to be, 
the number one ump uh, is one of them, but then there's a lot that are outside the top 50 when it comes to balls and strikes correct. So I, I don't know how they do it anymore. I know it used to be pretty performance-based, but but not sure. Not sure how all that works in uh, today's world where umpires are suing the MLB. They may have to have a quota on races and this and that. I, I honestly don't know. Don't know. Headed to Denton. Can't wait for basketball. Wreck them. And stuff there. All right, Hex. For the uh, shift it back over to the World Series. What uh, gives you the most confidence that Texas can win the series? Because the Diamondbacks, Rangers are a pretty heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. So there's reason for confidence. But the Diamondbacks have been an underdog every single round of the postseason and prevailed every single round. So so there is absolutely no guarantees. Um, home field advantage. I think they are the better team, but... Everything that I just told you was also the case for the Phillies. Phillies, yeah. Yeah, and I really thought it would be the Phillies coming out of that game seven, but it didn't work that way. Um, You just have to hope that if, you know, I I think if the mental things are right with the Rangers, then they're going to get this done. Um, And that, the mental side of it goes to a team that we've seen go on crazy streaks, crazy good streaks, crazy bad streaks. They Mm -hmm. can't fall into a rut. Uh, Obviously, good starts will help. Texas has to play from in front, and in front by three, four, five runs, so you don't get into a situation where you have to completely rely on the bullpen, although that bullpen, I think, has stepped up as much as it can because it's not very good. But it stepped up enough along with good starting pitching that you talked about. Um you know, a guy like Haney is going to be huge in this thing. Whatever role it ends up being for him, which we've seen a little bit all year long, I look at him and the way that he pitched to close out game six. If he could do something like that in the, in a World Series, that would be massive. We've seen him start all year long, go to middle relief, and in one game he came out to close. Yeah. <clears throat> so getting performances like that out of the bullpen would be just massive because I think they're going to score enough runs. But good starts, um, playing from in front, not letting the bullpen take a lot of the stresses that come with uh, World Series because, I mean, the you know the pressure just amps up even more. I, I tell you, the, the Diamondbacks, I, I don't know a ton about them. I just don't um, because sure. it's like, you heard they were having a good year, and then you heard they snuck in the playoffs, and then you heard they won a series and another series and another series. Right. And now all of a sudden they're here. They've really played it under the radar. And um, Who handles that pressure the best? Yeah, we I win. Mean, Diamondbacks beat the, the Brewers quickly in the, in the wild card. Uh, and then the big surprise was them beating the Dodgers. Dodgers were the easy favorite. Yeah, I say easy favorite. Easy favorite in that series. But they they swept the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. I mean swept through them three nothing in the in the division series. So that was that was a surprise. Uh but much like so the Diamondbacks rolled through the first two rounds. 
Five nothing, just like the Rangers did. These these two teams are very similar in the routes to get here. Rangers swept the wild card over the Rays, swept the Orioles in the division series, and then played a seven gamer in the league championship. Diamondbacks swept the Brewers, swept the Dodgers, and then played a seven game series against the Phillies. So they've had the exact same number of games. They had very good success early in the postseason, nail biter in the league championship series. So these teams are, are kind of mirroring each other in uh, what has happened thus far. I think the biggest difference between these two teams is the offense. And I'm saying Arizona is not a good offense, but when you compare the lineups side by side, there's not that much comparison. I mean, there's some good pieces within that Diamondbacks lineup, but it's it's not a gauntlet one through nine like you have in the Rangers lineup. And I think that's where the Rangers need to separate. If they can, if they can, like you said, they're a great front-running team. They can get out early, do what they did those last couple of games against the the Astros, get some leads, and, and then it, pitch with the leads, get into that coasting territory. Then I feel pretty good about the uh, Rangers' chance to go and win this. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Now, hour number three, you're hanging with the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Yours provided by Happy State Bank, as usual. Keep the uh, thoughts, comments, questions, allegations, accusations, score predictions for the Cowboys if you want. We haven't talked much Cowboys uh we can do so if you want to. All of it welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get back to uh, uh, some more of those thoughts. 45 minutes out from Ask the Benchwarmers, so you got questions specifically for that. Bring them in on that Yates Flooring Center chat line. Has it gone final, Lucas, on our uh, our candy draft? Kind of just forgot it about has, it. Yeah. it. It is official? Yeah. So Lucas has, uh, has claimed the title of Cotton Candy cotton candy it's a friday of halloween candy czar for the uh end of the bench here in 2023 as he put together a pretty loaded loaded group of reese's twix butterfinger almond joy three musketeers milky way uh that was 62 percent of the vote that's one of the biggest landslide victories we've seen in one of these drafts so congratulations lucas uh, I got second with Snickers, Kit Kats, uh, Sour Patch Kids, Heath Bar, Reese's Pieces, and Everlasting Gobstoppers. No one else out, out there likes Gobstoppers? I really, truly don't. No. They're like mini jawbreakers, so that's why I like them. I'm a, I'm a jawbreaker guy. Um, And then Hacks, uh, so I had 22%. Hacks ended up with 15%. M&M's, Hershey's, Ooh. no, peanut M&M's. No one drafted regular M&M's either. It's because they're kind of worthless. Is is that a hot take? You can make it hot if you'd like. To me, uh, regular M&Ms are fourth on the M&M list. Maybe even fifth. I'm going peanut, peanut butter, uh, M&M minis over regular. You go the minis or regular? Minis. Minis, yeah. Minis, I would even uh, entertain the pretzel M&M's over the regular, too. So, 
Have you had the fudge? The big mountain fudge cake? Yeah. <laughs> no, the fudge M Ms. They're they're all right. They're okay to me. I wouldn't choose them. Oh, I wouldn't. Either. I just... They're okay. Yeah. But you did have the goat. M&M peanut is like absolutely one of the best out there. But y'all can uh, keep My chiming in. was bad. Both of ours were. Lucas, we, we just let him. Lucas dunked all over us. Take it away. Uh, Bullfighter says, we're going to split this. Going halves on this, Woodman. Rangers are selling a $250 sandwich meal at the Ranger, at the World Series this weekend. Two fifty for a sandwich. Now it's one of these giant, twenty-four uh, inch ones, you know, that that they sell the boomstick and all that. Uh-huh. A twenty-four inch lobster roll. <laughs> the three strike lobster roll. Oh wait a minute, I gotta get it. Oh no 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 no. Okay, it's not just that. It's you get the boomstick burger and the boomstick with the three strike lobster Ooh. roll. All of that for two fifty. I mean that'll feel to feed a small country there. Those suckers. I wonder what the pound of lobster in there is. I know. I, I'm curious what the how much lobster you get out of that. We uh I like a lobster roll. You had a good I have. I love lobster rolls. When they're done right, it is in Portland, excellent. Maine. Excellent. On the water. But this uh we've done the boomstick. My dad brothers and me. So there was four of us. The 24-inch boomstick couldn't finish it among the four of us. It was... It's a beast. I mean, because they top it with all the jalapenos and the cheese and the chili and uh, like and the onions. Yeah, it's... The boomstick's a beast. I've done the Beltre burger one time, which was one of the worst decisions I ever did. The three-pound burger. And it had like a pound of bacon too. Beltry Buster is what it was called. I ate half. What was of the it. the crazy pickle they had? They had it. Oh, the dilly dog. Yeah, yeah, so it what? was ra- it was it was a corn dog, and then wrapped on the outside, not of the corn dog, but like so breading, pickle all around the wiener, and uh, and yeah, that was that was fried. Just like a corn dog. Jamie Lent special. Oh, it was good. The The only problem I had with it was the pickle was a little too thick. It needed a little thinner layer of pickle. But it was pretty good. I've had that too. The, still hold true, the best item at, at the Rangers ballpark is their garlic parmesan fries. So good. My plan, since I'm going to spend a, a small fortune on tickets, is uh, we're going to eat before the game and... Sorry, wife. <clears throat> no food in the game. Just drink water. That's it. So I'm a good husband like that. <laughs> All right, y'all chime in. Uh, here's some weirdest Halloween costumes of 2023. Okay. A utility pole. Couple's costume. There's a ceiling fan. These are ones you can buy, too. This isn't just, like, homemade stuff. Sexy Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Sexy Ronald McDonald. Oh, my gosh. 
She's got to throw some makeup on there. Oh, my goodness. If she had the makeup, it'd be great. Uh, Sexy Patrick from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) Botched surgery costume. Oh, Lord. That's pretty gross. A Moscow mule. That might be my favorite of the group. <laughs> the limes and the mint. Looks the like top. something off the Beauty and the Beast, you know, the candle and whatever, the spoon. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light couples costume. <laughs> Is that like the liberal special? That's got to be. <laughs> if you're like, all right, I want everybody to yep. know which team I'm rooting yep. for here. Yep. You get the Bud Light oh, couples boy. costume. Good grief. Yeah, that ought to be a dare for somebody to get that, that and wear it out in Lubbock. That would be, oh my gosh. <laughs> That you, would be a you've great You've got to walk punishment. down university. In, uh, That's far worse than the Scotty P costume. Oh, man. You had to wear a Bud Light can. Full disclosure, I'd rather do that. You'd rather do the Bud Light than yeah. the... What's wrong with Scotty P? Nothing's wrong with Scotty P. Could, I just think it'd be hilarious to walk around. Oh, I think it would be funny. It would be funny. Uh, Price is Right group. That's actually kind of... You know, I... We've done that. Megan and I, I was Drew Carey one time, and she was uh, a contestant on The prices, Right. A chicken nugget being dipped in sauce for a kid. So, there you go. Some of the weirder. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Some of the weirder Tandem Bud Light cans. <laughs> you oh, know, but the problem. Miss was... Charcuterie Board. The problem is with that Bud Light deal, it probably cost you 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not cheap. I don't know. I'll look it up. Are you wanting it for... No! For your Halloween coming up? I just want to look at Lucas through that glass as Scotty P. Scotty P, baby. I don't want to take a lot of pictures. Can't wait! Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Side for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Give me a strike, please. Thank you. It's time for your questions. That's what I was trying to do. It's the end of the bench on 100.7. The score. Ask the bench warmers time. Here with uh, Jeff Haxton and Choice Woodman, Lucas White as well. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. Easiest way, of course, the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can uh, tweet us on the Twitter at 107. The score. And uh, also yours. On the Visual Edge IT Hotline, 806-771-0973. We are available any of those avenues if you've got questions. Not a lot of questions in so far, but we will uh, get to yours and uh, still plenty of room for yours if you want to. Like this one, Benchwarmers, if you could have one game back as a do-over to play again this year, which do you pick? I think Jamie's asked this as a question of the day probably before this week. Um. The, the answer I saw or heard answered the most was West Virginia. That's mine. But mine, I think, I think that, that was my answer a week or two ago. My answer now is Wyoming. No, it's not a league game, but just the, the tone it's set for the season, I think, is, is why I would want that one back. I think it, it just put a bad taste in people's mouths from the, the get-go. Um, again, if you would have started two and one on the season, that would have been where a lot of people's expectations were. You lose a tight one with Oregon there. 
Um, if you just got to replay any single game, I think that's the one I'm picking. Wyoming. West Virginia would be two on the list. Um, man, I'd really like to have BYU back with a healthy quarterback. The the what-ifs for this season are going to be you know, bountiful. There's a ton of them. Already a ton of them. You've got four games left. So, yeah. Wyoming's my pick. Hacks picks West Virginia. I don't know that there are any wrong answers. No. There, there's a lot that you'd like to have back uh, from this season. Bench warmers is from Sooner and Lubbock. Do y'all really think Baron Morton can stay healthy the rest of the way? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, I don't think he's played enough games to label him as injury prone. I think Tyler Shuck has, and that's unfortunate, but he's got that label to his name as injury prone. He's been injured every yeah, you do yep. every point in his career at Texas Tech. Um, Baron Morton, though, the hard thing with him is both times that he's come in in replacement the last two years of Tyler Shuck, uh, he was injured, or he he played through an injury because he had an ankle thing in his first start at Oklahoma State, where he was rolling along, gets the ankle thing, and didn't play the same. He was still good, but didn't play the same. Then he has the uh, show. Oh, I, I really think he was a totally different guy after that. I do too. He, in that game, he still played. He still played pretty good, but it just it did obviously uh, hinder him. And then he has the shoulder thing almost immediately at West Virginia. I mean, you could see it the entire second half on every throw. He doesn't look right. He's wincing and in pain. And it was after he took off on a scramble and landed bad on a shoulder. So I think Coach McGuire said what it was this week, an AC joint um, sprain that's really painful to play through. So he's finally taking snaps, which is good news in practice for, for Tech. Uh, I, I, that's an impossible question to answer sooner in Lubbock, whether he can stay healthy or will stay healthy. Uh, got hope that he can, but we'll see. I think a healthy Baron Morton uh, gives this team an entirely different outlook where you absolutely could make a bowl game, but it's an uphill climb from where you're sitting right now. Uh, do the Rangers take game one? If so, what's your score prediction? Ooh, 7-3. Okay. 7-3. I don't think we get that many runs, personally. I think I'm going 4-2. Sounds good to me, sir. Doesn't matter how you, yeah. how you get there. Uh, I'm excited because I get to watch my man Evaldi pitch. You're a big Evaldi fan. Big. As you should be. Big. Just um, love how he goes about I mean, he's got a great his, story his to business. him as well. I mean, he, he had to deal with Tommy John surgery. He's he's one of those guys that had to kind of revitalize his career. Um, did he win a championship with, with Boston? I know he's on one of those teams. I don't know if he won a championship or Ooh, not. I don't think so. But he was he was on some good teams. He's been on. He was with the Rays for a while. Um, he was with the Red Sox. And he's not a he's not a spring chicken. He's not old. 
By the way, speaking of spring chickens, my mom texted me earlier. She's like, I thought you were 33. I claimed to be 32 earlier. I'm actually 33. <laughs> I am at the age where I don't even know how old I am. Dead serious. I really thought I was 32. It's the time of year. I'm either... I don't remember if I had a birthday in a year or not. So that's the that's the weird thing. The most incredible thing about the the whole age deal for me is uh, I remember being so angry about 40, and now, I mean, it's like two blinks and you're 45. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I remember you turned 40 while you were on the show with me, and I remember how distraught you were. Oh, it was big time distraught. You were, like, it was hitting you like a ton of bricks. Big time distraught. When you turned 40. I'm like, you're a dude, man. No, well. Would you... <laughs> Uh, Evaldi was on the 2018 Red Sox World oh. Series team. So, there you go. So, he, he has a ring. You've got some rings on this team. Some experience there. And it's not just a ton, but Evaldi's one of those leaders for sure. Um, Montgomery doesn't have a ring, but he's got postseason experience with the Yankees for sure. Uh, Bruce Bochy definitely has rings. So, I... You know, one of the... Someone asked us the question a couple of weeks ago about who deserves the credit for this Rangers team the most. One guy I don't even think we've mentioned a lot. His name's come up a little bit. But how about your one common denominator? You have one common denominator between your last World Series run and this one. You think of what that is? Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox was there when you did it in 2010 hmm. and 2011 and he's back for his first year in Texas. I don't think there's a I, I don't think that's by chance. Yes, you've yeah. got good arms, but I mean your style of pitching was just more bulldog-esque back then. And it feels like you've gotten back to at least with your starters a, just a different mentality with this group. You're talking about Evaldi, you're talking about Montgomery, those guys are tone setters. And I think Maddox has got to get some credit for that. He's one of the best pitching coaches there is. You lost him for a while, and he's back in Texas, and, and you're doing good things again on the mound. So I, I think he definitely deserves some credit. Someone says, Evaldi is a dog. He good, is. Good dog there. And someone else also helping out, yes, was on the 18 championship team for the Sox. Uh, bench warmers, what can we expect from Young tonight? I guess or take it more for the entire series. If he can stay off that curveball a lot. Yeah. I mean, if, if he doesn't bite on that, that's that's what pitchers try to do. If it if a ball's in the strike zone, Josh Young is dangerous. If he's chasing, and he chases a lot more at the major league level than he did, he's become more of an aggressive hitter. He he was not that way near as much. He took a ton of walks at Texas Tech. He's not that way near as much here. But see, what I like is if you are going to put him in the eighth position in the order, I like that. You need to be aggressive at that position. Yeah, because you're going to get fastballs a lot of times. Yeah, people are trying to get through your seven, eight, nines, and he's getting hopefully, hopefully he'll get some pitches to hit. Because you're right. I mean, if it's if it's in the zone, he's he's deadly. Uh, this question, do you think fans overrated Morton saying things like Tech has a Lambo in the garage and they play Tyler Shuck? I know injuries have impacted him, but when healthy against West Virginia, he seemed worse than Shuck. 
I don't think he was healthy much in that game against West Virginia. He's but, already hurt. But yes, that was an overrated statement, an unfair statement. A, we we haven't seen a big enough sample size of Morton in general. Nope. I think there's a ton of potential there, but we've seen ups and downs from him just like we saw from Tyler Shuck. And hopefully a healthy Morton will look a lot different against I have a really TCU. good feeling about next Thursday. I, I do too. Hopefully that stays. Got a good feeling about tonight. Let's go get game one and two. We'll talk again Monday. That's Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.